Hey, what's going on? It's Matt Polis, and it's time for another episode of Meat Sauce for Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020. This is episode number seven. Welcome back. How's it going? I know I sound like a broken record, but as a reminder, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you're listening to this, or share the show with someone who you think may enjoy it. I'm also going to start doing some Q&A, which I think I mentioned last week, at the end of some of these episodes. So if you have any questions you'd like to hear answered on the show, feel free to email me at meatsaucepod at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I put something on my Instagram yesterday to have to see if anybody had any questions. I did get a few, so I'm going to answer those at, at the end of today's episode. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I think this was probably, I don't know, a weird Thanksgiving for a lot of people, whether you chose to be with family, be with extended family, or just be with those in your household. I hope it was enjoyable. I hope you made the best of it. I will say I think this was probably the most photos of people's turkeys I've ever seen on social media. I loved seeing it. I think it's great to see so many people cooking up great meals and having fun doing it, making it a an enjoyable experience because I know, you know, some people were cooking those meals for the first time and haven't really have ever had to do that. So it seems like COVID has seemed to get a lot of us out of our comfort zones um, in a lot of different ways, including myself. So kudos to, to you if you cooked the entire meal for the first time or, you know, cooked a turkey a different way, whether that's smoking or deep frying it, it all looked, all looked great. Jess and I went down to visit my family in Dayton, Ohio. We we just saw my immediate family as to not have, you know, too much potential exposure to COVID. Uh, we made this apple cider bourbon punch. It was so good. And all it was was a half gallon of apple cider, a can of ginger beer, and then a cup of bourbon. And then you can add a sliced apple in there, throw some cranberries if you'd like, and then when we poured ours out, we garnished it with a cinnamon stick. So it was super simple, really good, and I highly recommend it as a, uh, as a holiday cocktail. While we were in Dayton, we only went out a couple times to get a few things from the grocery store. There's definitely a couple times that I wanted to help some people out and remind them that their, uh, their mask goes over the nose. Over the nose. Not underneath it, over it. I don't understand why that's so hard. You know, I don't think anybody really likes wearing masks 100%. Some people probably do. But for the most part, the majority of us, we don't really want to do it. But if it allows me to be able to go out and do what I need to do or what, do what I want to do safely, then strap one of those suckers on my face and let's go. You know, it's, it's December now. Like, I can't believe that it's still a conversation that masks are this infringement on my freedoms and rights. It's like, just wear the dang thing to potentially help slow the spread so that we can continue to do the things we want to do. We also went out to, uh, this was Friday, so Black Friday. We didn't go shopping. Don't even, don't even go there. We did not go shopping. Uh, but we went to a metro park to do some, uh, some hiking to work off a little bit of that Thanksgiving meal. And there were a ton of people on the trail. It was a beautiful day, I will say that. It was it was high 40s, maybe low 50s, and perfectly sunny. I wasn't thrilled to see so many people out there, 
But it seems like, again, COVID has gotten people out of their comfort zones. And for that, for some people, maybe it's getting out into nature a little bit more. So I guess that's a good thing. It was just really crowded. I, I was really surprised. We went to this. It was called Cox Arboretum, which I grew up going there. My grandma would always go there to walk. It's a really beautiful area. They've got like a bunch of hiking trails in the back. And then they have the front. They have, you know, plenty of flowers. They have a butterfly like house or whatever. So it's a really neat place. So I can see why it's crowded. But overall, the trip to Dayton was really good. You know, you may have your opinions on people going to see their families or going out of town or whatever through the holidays during COVID. But I think if you're doing it smartly and safely and you you know the people you're going to see and where they've been, then I think, you know, you should do what is best for you. I've basically been quarantined this whole time other than going to the grocery store or picking up carry out or something, you know, so I haven't gone out a ton. So, and I know my family has essentially done similar. So for us, it was like, you know, we, we know where each other has been. I think we're going to be fine. So let's move on to some sports here. I'm going to start with uh, college football. I had talked about last week that the college football playoff was going to be announced or the first set of rankings was going to be announced last Tuesday, so when the last episode came out. I know the top four teams, uh, number one overall was Alabama, number two, Notre Dame, number three, Clemson, and then number four, Ohio State. And then I know University of Cincinnati was in there at number seven. Northwestern in the Big Ten was at number eight. And I believe Indiana was right around there as well, maybe 12, somewhere around there. It's going to be a really... I'm, I'm really interested to see how college football does this and how they make it through this COVID thing. It seems like call, like COVID is just running rampant right now. You know, last, this past Saturday, there was, or this past weekend, there was 12 more games that were either canceled or post- postponed. And one of those being Ohio State, another one being Wisconsin. So they, I think Wisconsin has missed like three games now. Ohio State's now missed two. It was Friday, I think, Ryan Day, the head coach, it was announced that he had COVID. And then they elected not to not to travel to Illinois Friday night. They were going to wait till Saturday morning because they wanted to do another round of testing. And then they ended up canceling the game. So I don't know. I personally have not heard more if there's a bunch of people, a bunch of players who have tested positive. I really don't know. So now, you know, their game this week against Michigan State is, seems to be up in the air about whether or not it's going to happen. So that would really really be interesting because, you know, for the Big Ten, they have a rule that you have to play six games to be eligible for the Big Ten championship. So it's potentially going to happen that Ohio State is not going to be eligible if they lose another, you know, another game or two here. I've heard some people joking that Harbaugh and the University of Michigan are going to figure out a way to sabotage Ohio State and figure out how to not play that last game, (laughs) which would be hilarious and also awful but but we'll see I, I think so I, th- I think if Ohio State ends up not in the Big Ten championship game because of them not of their eligibility you'd have Indiana versus Northwestern even though Northwestern lost this past weekend so I don't know what that does to them and their divi- their division in the conference I feel like they are still at the top 
because Wisconsin's played so few games and Northwestern beat Wisconsin. The Big Ten really screwed over their teams and players by canceling the season too quickly because they left themselves no room to make up any games. So any games that get canceled are automatically canceled. There's no postponing. There's no remaking these games up. So I think they're really, they're screwing over their teams. So whoever made those decisions at the top of the Big Ten conference, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure tough decisions were made, but, you know, did you consult other conferences? Because <laughs> nobody else other than the Pac-12 did something as drastic as you guys did. So I don't know. We'll see. As a Ohio State fan, obviously, I want I want them to play their games and be eligible and be able to make the college football playoff. You know, but if if there's if they only end up playing five or six games, five games, and they don't get into the Big Ten championship, then I think you have to look at teams that are behind them in the rankings who are nine and 10 and 11 and and you'd have to take those teams potentially over a five and Ohio State. If Ohio State doesn't have that Big Ten championship game, then I think you have to look at other teams to to pick over them I don't want that as again as a fan but you have to be fair in some way there but we'll see what happens I know I think was it every Tuesday they bring out new rankings from the previous weekend so we'll see tomorrow night what happens with with the rankings and who if Ohio State ends up staying in the top four or if they drop because they didn't play I don't really know I don't even know if they all know what what the heck's going to happen here. But moving on to the NFL week number 12. Speaking of COVID running rampant, it's, it seems like the NFL, it, it, COVID's going crazy in, in the NFL. I saw somebody post on Facebook or somewhere yesterday, and they just said, you know, when do we get to the point where the NFL cancels this season? Which I thought was an interesting question because we're already, well, I mean, we're so far into the season already. I personally don't think they're going to cancel the season. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved, there's a lot of moving pieces. So I don't think they'll cancel it. I don't even think they'll pause it. I think a perfect example is the Denver Broncos, their entire quarterback room, all three of their quarterbacks were categorized as being close or in high risk of having COVID because they were close to somebody who did test positive on the team. So yesterday, the Broncos had zero quarterbacks ready to play or that were eligible to play. So they took somebody off of their practice squad who was a wide receiver, never played in the NFL, made a start at quarterback as a wide receiver. I think he might have played quarterback in college. So that right there tells me that the NFL is going to this thing's just going to keep on moving and you're going to have to teams are just going to have to figure it out as they go. I I did see the the Broncos tried to get a request from the NFL to be able to use one of their coaches as their quarterback cuz they felt like that guy was probably the most aware of their offense and the most capable of of running the offense for a game, but the NFL denied that wasn't going to allow a coach to be eligible to play which I just thought that would be so funny. But but I think, again, just the fact that the Broncos just played a game yesterday without a starting quarterback, I think tells you that the NFL is just going to keep on rolling. And honestly, as a 
Cleveland Browns fan, I really hope this season doesn't get canceled. I just think we're too far into it. I just can't imagine that they just call it quits now. I just don't I don't see it happening. Teams are adapting. I mean, the Browns were without several key players yesterday because of COVID, you know, but they kept on pushing. You know, they have that next man up mentality or whatever. So I, I don't think it's I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's gonna be here to stay and they just they just have to figure out how to like lock these teams down a little bit better. You know, I know like baseball, Major League Baseball didn't have a ton of issues, especially once they got through their first round of high cases on a couple teams. But because, you know, when Major League Baseball teams would play on the road, those players were not allowed to leave the hotel. They weren't allowed to really do anything. It's a little harder in the NFL because you're only playing once a week. So you've got, you know, five days where you don't know what people are doing on their free time. So are they going out? Are they staying in? Are they staying committed to that? So it's a lot harder to keep track of all that, which is probably why we're seeing so many cases happen so often. Uh, But let's do a quick recap of week 12 in the NFL. So obviously we had some Thursday games because of Thanksgiving. First game was the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Texans were able to pull away that victory 41-25. to Houston's starting to look a little bit better. Romeo Crennel filling in as the head coach there seems to have those guys playing a little bit more uh, consistently. So, And then I did see after that Lions game, the Lions let go Bob Quinn, the general manager, and Matt Patricia, the head coach. So the Patriot way is no longer in Detroit. So we'll see what happens with that. The Washington football team beat the Cowboys 41-16. to I saw a clip of the, the Washington football team did their version of the annexation of Puerto Rico from the movie The Little Giants, which was pretty awesome. You need to check that out. And if you haven't seen that movie, you need to watch that movie immediately. And then that third game that was supposed to happen Thursday night was the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That game was postponed. It was originally postponed back to Sunday, so yesterday at 1, 1 o'clock, and then it got moved now to tomorrow, Tuesday, and the Ravens have a ton of players and coaches on the COVID list. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them when they can get healthy. I mean, I, I, I don't want anyone to get severely ill by this so hopefully you know hopefully they're able to come back healthy but still not play well (laughs) Uh, and then let's see yesterday we had the buffalo bills beat the la chargers 27 to 17 bills are looking strong i mean they were up i think at one point they're like 24 to 6 so the chargers did did battle back a little bit but josh allen is Really good, really fun to watch. Obviously, he's still young. He's still growing, so he's going to continue to make mistakes. That defense is strong, though. And he had a good game. Tennessee Titans were able to beat the Indianapolis Colts 45-26. to Derrick Henry is a grown man. Holy cow, that dude is just monstrous. But they got the passing game going again, and uh, the Titans look, look strong. It has been a while since they looked consistently strong, and yesterday they did. So they play the Browns this upcoming week, so I'm not uh, not too thrilled that they're looking as good as they are. Speaking of those Browns, they're 8-3, baby. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 
They didn't beat them by a whole lot. They beat them 27 to 25. I really didn't think the game would be that close. But like I've said before, a win is a win is a win. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, this is their show again. Defense was without a lot of their key players. Denzel Ward was out hurt. Miles Garrett was out because of COVID. Uh, Sione Takitaki was out because of COVID. So just missing some key some key players there, which was you know, which was tough. But they were they were able to to hold it down the best they could. So hopefully they they're able to get healthy, especially as we go here down the stretch. I know they have the Titans next week, and then the Ravens the week after that. So Baker. I think Baker had his moments of looking good. I mean, he makes the tough throws, which is so weird. Makes the tough throws. But then when he has somebody wide open, he just like launches the ball at them. Just launches it. And I don't know why. He throws it way too hard or he throws it behind them or he throws it over their head. Over the head. That's the biggest one that he can't seem to get figured out. Stop overthrowing it. Like you think you would, like that's the definition of insanity. Just doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you're throwing it high, figure out how to not throw it high. I don't know. He just constantly keeps doing that. You know, and it, it might you might get away with it against a team like the Jaguars, but you're not going to get away with that against a team like the Titans or the Ravens or the Steelers. So he's got to figure that out. But he made some tough throws and into tight windows, and it looks so good. You know, and then you have your receivers making great catches. Jarvis Landry had himself a day. Speaking of grown men, that is a grown man right there is Jarvis Landry. He is, oh my God, he's so, he just makes me want to run through a wall. He makes me so excited. So Browns moved to 8-3. and three. They're in second place in their division. 8-3. and three. I just can't believe it. I know, they're, again, I know there's, their record has not, or their schedule has not been the toughest by any means, but there's been so many years where they've had such a tough schedule that it is, just relieving for once to like have teams that they can play well against and beat and continue this thing. You know, I, I think they only have to win one more game to have a over 500 record. So I'm excited for that. If they could get a win either, but either against the Titans, the Ravens or the Steelers, I would be thrilled if they can get one of those and then head into the playoffs. Cause then they have two against back-to-back against the Jets and the Giants in New York. So hopefully they can come away, although the Giants are looking better, hopefully they can come away with uh, with a dub against one of those three teams I mentioned. So they, you know, to finish 9-7 to finish and seven obviously wouldn't be great, but if they could finish 10-6, and six, cool, but... 11 and 5 would be cool. 12 and 4 would be better. Fine, 13 and 3, whatever, they'll do it. <laughs> I don't know, it's been a fun season. Kevin Stefanski, he's got those guys believing and they've got the he's got those guys, you know, doing what they need to do, which finally, finally they have somebody, have a guy in there who's who's able to corral them and get them going. I think he's going to win coach of the year assuming that they continue to move on here. Uh, moving on, we got the Minnesota Vikings beat the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers had a chance to win that game. Vikings scored a touchdown with very little time left. Panthers drove down the field super easily, honestly, and then they went for a long field goal to win it, and the guy missed it by a mile. <laughs> so Vikings win that one. 
the Giants able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals 19-17. to New England Patriots, I mentioned last week, they are annoying. They beat the Arizona Cardinals yesterday 20-17. to Man, I don't know what's happened to the Cardinals. They started off this season so strong, and I watching them, I was like, oh man, this team is just so smooth. They move the ball so effectively, and they just, they something's going on there. I don't, I don't know what's happening with them, but I'm getting tired of picking them, and I'm getting tired of the Patriots. They can't seem to decide which games they're going to show up for. Then you had the Dolphins beat the now 0-11 Jets 20-3, no issues there. The Falcons... Atlanta Falcons beat the Las Vegas Raiders 43-6. Dang. The Raiders looked so good the last several weeks, and they looked good against the Chiefs last week. Derek Carr is having a great year. I saw people talking about him potentially being like the comeback player of the year or most improved or whatever it is. So I don't know what happened in that game. And then I mentioned the Denver Broncos earlier about not having a quarterback. Well, turns out you need a quarterback to... uh, to be successful there. So the Saints, New Orleans Saints beat them 31 to 3. Then you had the San Francisco 49ers beat the LA Rams 23 to 20. Man, that NFC West, I feel like they're all over the map. Like they the start of the season, everyone was like, oh, this is the strongest division in football. And it probably still is. But you have all these teams that just can't figure out how to be consistent. You know, you had the L.A. Rams look so good, and then the 49ers have had so many injuries this season. So I don't know. I mean, that's kudos to Kyle Shanahan to get those guys still believing. I know they got Richard Sherman back, so he's, you know, a powerful voice in the locker room. So I'm sure that helps. But they, that NFC West is is good, but is it is it as good as we all think it is? I'm not sure. I can't tell. It's hard to know. Then he had a good game, good four o'clock game yesterday. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27 to 24. Tyreek Hill had like over 200 yards receiving in the first quarter. Pat Mahomes doing doing what Pat Mahomes does. Buccaneers, I mean, their offense is powerful too, though. You know, they can they can definitely score on you quick and they can score a lot of points. So it's definitely it's something to keep an eye on. Those two teams potentially could uh, could be playing each other again, maybe by the end of this year. I don't know. I don't know if the Buccaneers have it in them to make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but it would be interesting because the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa. So I feel like, don't quote me on this, but I feel like that would be the first time that a team is playing at home in the Super Bowl. And then last night's game, you had the Green Bay Packers beat the most boring offense in the league, Chicago Bears, 41-25. to Aaron Rodgers, I saw through four touchdowns. And then tonight's game, you've got the Seattle Seahawks against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then again, they have that Tuesday night game, uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. With all of that, the playoff picture in the AFC, you know, right now you've got the Steelers, the number one overall seed, Chiefs, number two. Titans, number three currently. They're first in the AFC South. Fourth, you have the first place AFC East Buffalo Bills. And then in the wild card, you've got the Browns in the number five seed at eight and three. The Miami Dolphins in the number six seed at seven and four. And the Indianapolis Colts at the number seven seed at seven and four. And if, if you remember... There are seven teams making the playoffs this year, not not the normal six. So on the bubble, you have the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. 
And then down that way a little bit, you got the New England Patriots, which I hope they stay down there. So things are definitely falling in the Browns' favor. It was it was good for the Titans to beat the Colts. That helps the Browns because the Browns also have the tiebreaker over the Colts. So I don't know. The Browns just have to keep uh, keep winning there. I think they have they have a real shot. And again, I just want them to get in. If they just get in the playoffs, obviously I don't want them to get destroyed in the playoffs, but. And it would just be so good for that group of guys and for that fan base, for this fan base. Like, holy cow, we we need something to cheer about like that. And that would just be, that would be amazing. And then in the NFC, let's see, what do we have in the NFC? Let's pull that up. Right now we have the Saints in the number one seed at 9-2. and two. They're first in the NFC South. Then you have the number two seed, Green Bay Packers. Number three seed, Seattle Seahawks. And then the number four seed right now, you've got the New York Giants at four and seven in first place. I know the Eagles are right around there as well. So if they were able to beat the Seahawks tonight, that could affect that. Then in the five seed, you've got the LA Rams at seven and four. Six seed, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at seven and five. And then the seven seed, you've got the Arizona Cardinals at six and five. But on the bubble, you've got the Minnesota Vikings. Now five and six coming back there could potentially make some noise. Or even uh, the 49ers, they're currently five and six as well. So something to keep an eye, something to keep an eye on there and see what happens with all of that. I'm now going to move on to a little bit of QA, have a few questions to to answer here. The first question. Sweetwater coffee or cultivate? And for those of you that don't know, those are both coffee shops here in Michigan. Cultivate is a coffee shop in Ypsilanti. I think this is a trick question. I'm going to answer Ruse Roast out of Ann Arbor. I know Sweetwater is really good. Cultivate is so good. But Ruse Roast, I don't know. That lobster butter love, can't beat it. The next question, let's see. Will Jim Harbaugh become the new Lions head coach? You know, that's funny. I thought about that, and I was like, you know, that would be such a Michigan sports thing to have happen (laughs) for him to do so terribly in Ann Arbor. The Detroit Lions are like, you know what? We like that guy. Let's bring him over here. I I don't think that's going to happen. I I honestly don't think Harbaugh is going to be coaching anywhere after this season where he may end up taking a whole season off. I I just don't think there's going to be that much of an appetite for him. I am interested, though. I think the Lions, a good GM for them, would be a guy named John Dorsey. He was the GM for the Chiefs, and then he was the GM most recently for the Browns. And he turned that Browns roster around so quickly. Brought in a lot of talent, made a lot of great moves that I think now the guys who are there for the Browns now, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, are kind of reaping the benefits of some of that. They've made good moves themselves, but a lot of that started with John Dorsey. So I would be interested to see the Lions bring in John Dorsey as their GM. There's Bengal fans that I've heard chatter that they they think Harbaugh could potentially come down to Cincinnati. I think that would be a disaster down there too. I think John Dorsey, number one, as a GM, either in Cincinnati or in Detroit, would be great for both organizations just to turn that thing around as quickly as possible because he's proven time and time again he can do that. And then my last... The last question, thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Is he the franchise QB? 
I think Baker is a lot like Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. He's that game manager. He is the guy who you need to just not have make mistakes and get the ball to your playmakers and let them do the work. I think that's what Baker is. Is he a is he the, is he the franchise quarterback for the Browns? I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, the Browns are eight and three right now. He's not making mistakes. His passer rating was, I think, one sixteen yesterday. So over a hundred for the fifth time this season. And the Browns are five and zero when his his uh, QB rating is over a hundred. So I don't I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback, but I don't know how how anyone can say he's not the franchise quarterback because again the team is eight and three and whether he has a lot to do with that or not I don't think you change that up because you know they're starting to 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 flourish a little bit there so I don't know I I like him I would like to see him stay around I would also like to see him get a lot better but I think for now he is the franchise guy I don't I don't see the Browns getting somebody else here anytime soon. I think they'll pick up his option for the fifth year. I don't know that he'll get any sort of major contract or anything, but. So those were the questions for this week. Thank you to those listeners for submitting them. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the show, feel free to email me at meatsaucepod at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'd really like to do these a lot more uh, just so that we can get more people involved in the show as we continue forward. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a great rest of your week. It's officially December. 2020 is almost over. We got this. Be safe out there and I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.